Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. I know that we hear about productivity so much and how being more productive is how we will ultimately be successful in business. But sometimes all that lip service about productivity can detach us from what it actually looks like to be productive in our businesses, which is why I'm so excited to bring on the amazing Nicole Carver today because she's sharing a total of eight productivity hacks that she has intentionally implemented over the past year that have helped her grow significantly. Not only is she identifying the hacks, but how they actually look in her business. It's a true case study for business growth told through the lens of productivity. Now, Nicole is the CEO of Carver Concierge, an agency that provides personal concierge and lifestyle management services to clients who would rather be spending their time doing things they love rather than managing the laundry, household tasks, organizational projects like moving or holiday decorating. They entrust Nicole and her team to still get those necessary things done and done well while they focus on things that they love to do. I've had the pleasure of being Nicole's coach and business strategist for two years now, and I've seen her grow her business from solopreneur to full-fledged agency that successfully manages a growing number of client needs with the white glove service she and her brand promises. And it's been through implementing these productivity hacks that have enabled Nicole to do so. So during this conversation, Nicole talks about what her life looks like in reality, in addition to her business, by the way, so that you can get a clear understanding behind her need to be productive in her business. Because let's face it, we all have other things in addition to our businesses to handle in this life. She talks about her number one hack that she's implemented every single day that has completely changed how she prioritizes her time and her tasks. We talk about the three tech tools that she's implemented this past year and how they've ultimately saved her and her team tons of time. But she's also very honest about the fact that they took a while to implement. And she talks about how vital using a business credit card like the Chase Inc. Unlimited Business Credit Card has been for the backbone of her cash flow management in her business and how using her business credit card has streamlined her financial work. At the end of this conversation, Nicole shares a very powerful realization that she's had after implementing all these productivity tools, that systems are self-care because they allow you the freedom to own your own business instead of your business owning you. So powerful. If you've been looking for a tangible way to see how committing to being more productive in your business actually looks and for the results that it can truly create for you, then this is the episode for you. So sit back and enjoy this awesome conversation with Nicole Carver. Nicole Carver! Hey, Katie. (laughs) I'm so excited that you're here with me today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, girl. We're here to talk about productivity. And I wanted 
this conversation specifically from the vantage point of a real life businesswoman who is in the throes of a growth business right now. I've had the privilege of working with you one-on-one for like two years now, girl, by the way. It's been a while, which has been awesome because I have had a front seat to the kind of growth that you have had. And I have seen over the course of all these years, how you have forced yourself, because I think we have to force ourselves to be a lot more productive with our businesses and what's getting done in our businesses and how it's getting done in order to ultimately like manage the life and all of the different pieces of our lives that are really important. So why don't you start with just a snapshot of what your life really looks like right now, like on all fronts. On all fronts. Well, my life is crazy like everybody else who's I'm sure listening right now. I have three children, two that are here at home, one who's married and lived elsewhere, but he calls quite regularly, worked through life stuff with him. I have a senior in high school and I have a nine-year-old. So my kids are active and stuff. I drive them to school. I pick them up from school. That has to be scheduled into my work day somewhere along the way. As well, my husband is military, still active duty, so he travels. So I'm in charge of the home front most of the time also. And even when he's home, we just have a busy family life and a busy family schedule. So throw that into the mix with we manage clients' lifestyles for them, their lifestyle management. So we have a lot going on all the time. Yeah, no kidding. On average, how many hours a week are dedicated to running your business? In addition, I mean, obviously, like these are the kids, the family life, the home life, taking care of yourself, like all of that stuff is in the mix, but just dedicated to business. About how many hours a week do you work? Gosh, I don't know. I always joke. I say I gave up working 60 hours a week for somebody else. I could work 160 for myself. (laughs) You know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what that looks like because... I do work from a home office and I do have a family. So my business also fits in between the things that we have to do. So it doesn't always mean I'm nine to five every day in my office. I may be nine to one if it means I need to do something around their schedule. And then typically one night a week, I try to block off and work in my office. And those are times when I specifically set it aside to work on my own business uninterrupted, one night a week. This is my block of time that I know nothing else comes in the middle of it. I don't throw client work in the middle of it or anything different. It's just really structured towards Carver Concierge and what I have to do to keep this business rolling. Yeah. I love it. Which really bleeds us perfectly into this conversation that we're about to have about very intentional things that you're doing to be productive with the time that you are dedicating to your business. So let's roll right into them because that sounds like something that I've talked about a lot. So what would you say is at least starts us in the direction of what you've implemented to be productive in your business? Sure. Other than tools, one of the best tips that I learned was probably about six months ago. And I try to put this in every day. It's what time am I ending today? Ooh, that's a good one. Because as an entrepreneur and a mom, it's easy to just... There's always one more thing in business. There's always one more thing for our clients. There's always one more thing for us. And if I set my end time here, that's what I work backwards from all day. This is my time frame in which I'm working in. And this is when I'm going to end today. So mm-hmm. I'm very strategic about my time. And that works really well for me. Do you do that on a daily basis? Or are you looking ahead at sort of like a week ahead and saying, well, like, what do I have scheduled? Therefore, what time do I need to be stopping every day? A little both. It's pretty flexible for me though. I really look at it on a daily basis. If I'm out networking one day a week, I network and I schedule all my meetings. 
So I may be out from seven in the morning when I drop my daughter off until eight or nine o'clock at night. But that works for me because I manage all my coffee meetings, my lunches. If there are networking activities, I try to do them all, batch them all in one day. That works really well for me. I was going to say that sounds exactly like batching. Yeah. It's like, you know, match your energies exactly. with like doing a bunch right. of those tasks, right? And I know, and they're all aligned with meeting new people and making connections. My mindset is there and I'm not stopping and starting to do other things. So that day runs really long for me. Typically my family knows I'm like, bye in the morning. And I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you the next morning at breakfast. Kind oh of my thing. gosh. And it is a long day, but it really works very well for me. I love the idea of starting with the end in mind, which is like knowing what time you're going to end. When you do that, like, let's Mm -hmm. say right now you and I are talking, it's Monday. Right. right? So like you start your day knowing, okay, I have a stop time of this time. How then do you create your priorities working backwards? Well, Mondays are different priorities. Like other days are Mondays are full on client days. We take our client calls. We're getting their fresh list for the week for things that they need. We're wrapping up anything left over, follow-up calls from the end of the week. We touch base with our... The team is all in touch at some point on Monday. So that is strictly driven by client need on Monday. I've learned a long time ago, I don't try to inject any of my other business that day. So on Mondays, I typically am done by 5. That is my time. I take a stop break, a hard break when I go pick up my daughter from school. And then I'm back. She's on her own. And then it's 5 o'clock. I'm... Well, five thirty at the <laughs> latest. There's always that little bit. <laughs> nice little window, just in case. Five is usually the time I shoot for on Mondays because that's a full day. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a busy day. I think a lot of businesswomen can really identify with that. Like I've talked a lot on here about how when I was first getting into the mode of time blocking or batching my work and like being really intentional about creating certain days that were for certain types of work or certain time chunks that were for certain types of work. I originally thought like, oh, I'm going to spend Mondays being in the creative space and like creating articles and writing and all that sort of stuff. It took me one time, one Monday to realize I'm not in the mood to do that stuff. I'm in the mood to check things off a list and to like get the week going. And it happens quite quickly if you're available and open to learning, like what kind of energy are we in? What's best for me? What's best for my clients? And then therefore, how can I block that day? And I think Mondays are exactly that for so many businesswomen is like forward thinking, get stuff done. You've got tons of energy, tons of fire, move things forward as much as possible on that day. Absolutely. And when I used to think I was going to put finance or marketing of those things in the middle of my Monday, I was always frustrated and stressed out because that isn't how my Monday works. Just because I put it on my calendar and said, I'm going to do this. It's not how our business runs. Monday is not the day for that, not to be focused. Finance comes, I close out my week with that when I block out, when I'm managing money tasks, updating anything, that's really the best day for me is Fridays. It's close out of the week. We're wrapping things up. We know where we're at. We know where we're headed for the next week. Trying to mix it into a Monday is just a bad idea. Yeah. Again, a lot came back and became very clear for me when I started putting that stop at the end of my day. Because it really makes you have to prioritize what you're going to put in the middle of it. What really matters, what has to get done today moves to those top three tasks that we always start with. What are the real top three that need to be done? And then what are the next top three? And what are the fill-ins that you know only going to take 20 minutes? And those are what you really time block that, okay, I've got 20 minutes, stop and start for this today. I need to attack the task and it has to be done. I love it because it gets so clear. 
And it's just like, you're in the flow. You know what you need to do. I love that. Right. Because otherwise it just all rolls over. I could be in my office all day, every day. There's never an end. When you're running your own business, there's always something more. Your brain is flowing. You're creative. You're thinking up something new or there's task management for somebody else. It doesn't stop unless you shut it off. Okay. So let's talk about some tools. You mentioned tools early in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You and I have talked through many, many tools over these years. And I think that the pros and cons of productivity tools or any types of tools that are meant to really help our business and leverage time is that they... Number one, there's a lot of them out there. And so it's a matter of like, which ones am I actually going to implement for my company? But number two, learning a tool and implementing a tool actually is sort of another job. Like it's, it takes a lot of time from the start, but mm-hmm. it ends up being really worth it. So talk about yes. just a couple of the tools that you've implemented over the years for you and your team that are massively worth and have been worth the energy and the time that it's taken to implement them well. Well, I'm tool resistant. First of all, I am, I love, I, I love write everything on paper. <laughs> I have a paper calendar. Yes, it goes into the electronic calendar. I keep a notebook of things. So I am tool resistant. My team, they embrace it much better. So I'm usually the last one on board who gets trained because I always think I have a better way than the way the tool works. And I don't. <laughs> and then I'm like, what took me so long to do it this way? Cause it's such a time saver. Yeah. So one of the things that we implemented, which is specific for our business, the concierge service was, it's called essential elements. It's a tool that allows us to enter our client tasks in and time track our tasks that we're managing for them. So we're not counting minutes and we're not counting time and they know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We run our end of month invoices from that. It's very complete where we used to track it all on paper. Wow. How long did that take for you to really implement from I got the software to we're actually 100% on board using it? Me or everybody else? Because there's I mean, the a difference. Whole, the right. whole team. It was probably a good six months before we were really on it and using it. We, we made a lot of changes with that system. We were very lucky that we were able to make changes that were specific to us that really yeah. fit what the tasks are that we do for our clients. Yeah. So there was a lot of shifting and changing and learning and then figuring out, oh, this is really easy and we don't need all this paper. And everybody loves it now. We can't imagine going backwards and doing it any other way. I'm so glad that you highlighted that. And I really appreciate the honesty about how long it actually took. I have absolutely talked to clients who have taken like a full year to get into full 100% integration with the tool that they've had. Because mostly the tools that are worth it Mm -hmm. really change how you do business internally. Oh, right. It's not only the logistical aspects, it's habit change. It's getting everyone on board. It's the training of everything. And at the end of the day, after six months of doing that work that feels like so much extra work, it ends up saving so much time and energy and headache, right? Mm -hmm. Asana is another tool that we use a lot of because it allows us to... Well, it's one place where we build all our process and procedures and they're all there. So we can go back and look at them. They have the step-by-step processes, for instance, onboarding a new client or what we're doing. It's all housed in one place. It has so many uses. We're adding on to that all the time, what we're doing. Project management, marketing programs that we have, the steps that go into our Christmas elf packages. What do we do? What's the timeline? How do we do it? That is, we keep in Asana so that when it comes around that time of year, you just open it up and we've done this and now it's all in there. It's all trackable. It's manageable for everybody. You know, you hear so many times like create it once, create the process, the system once, and then document it and get it down Mm -hmm. somewhere. 
And so many of us get really flooded by, we just got to get it done. We just got to get it done. We got to get it out. We got to start the marketing. We got it. We're so like in the moment of everything that we don't take the extra. And by the way, it doesn't take too much extra time just to write it down. And one thing that I have learned is kind of an add-on hack to this is if you're not going to be the one to do it, Mm -hmm. if you have an assistant, if you have someone on your team who is the person who's like trustworthy to do this... Mm -hmm. It's a big lesson to me to be just like, hey, write down that process while you're doing it. I'm going to do the training for you on how to do this thing. Write down the process in Asana or whatever tool you're going to use. Get it down and document it somewhere. And that's what I do. Yeah. Because it's like, you don't need to be the one doing that. No, we (laughs) brainstorm it out. We map it out. And then my assistant, Laura, she takes it. And that's exactly what she does with it. We look through it one more time and then it's in there. And then we can add to it or take away from it the next time we're using it. But it's there. Because again, like you said, you get busy and even though you've done it, if you don't take the time to record it somewhere, you're either rummaging through paper or you you might miss a step that was really pertinent to what you were doing. So that's been a really useful tool for us and QuickBooks, which everybody needs some sort of financial tracking software. We use our business credit card because we manage expenses for multiple clients as well. Some things are built directly to their credit cards, but a lot of times if we're grocery shopping or running errands for them, we make all the purchases. So we need to be able to track everything in one place. So each one of our concierge has a business credit card that all links back. It all links back into QuickBooks. We know what our business expenses are. We know what our client expenses are, and we can build those back to them. But it's one clean, simple, easy step. And you're able to do that by having your credit card take care of all that stuff. So you're not seeing that bleeding out over multiple accounts. We like do not. No, not at all. I love that. It's one. We keep... It's all in one place. It all goes through QuickBooks, but it's one business card. You're not searching for receipts. You're not looking for everything else. It's all in one place at the end of the month. You're not chasing paper. Basically, I would imagine you just look at your account statements and you're just saying, okay, that was for this client. Exactly how ours are set up. And that's all we do through our QuickBooks. Our account is set up. So we just click over and say, this expense is for Katie. This expense is for Nicole. And it just gets separated out just that simply. How do you manage the business credit card usage and using that tool for productivity, the fact that you have a business credit card? How do you manage that amongst your team? Just out of curiosity in the way that you're working your business, are you the one who is always the one using that? Do certain members of your team have access to that so that they can use it for whatever purchases like your account managers? Mm -hmm. Like, How does that work? Every member of our team has a card. Because at some point or time, every member of our team is making a purchase, whether it's my assistant who's purchasing for our business specifically, or any of my concierge that are out, we're purchasing items for clients on a regular basis. So everybody has a card that ties back in. It's all hooked to our business credit card. We just have multiple cards hooked to one account. It's easy. It's clean. It's simple. I cannot state enough why credit card tools, business credit card specifically, there's so many business women I know who are still using their personal credit card or even like even their business bank account, which is great. Mm -hmm. But the value of having a business credit card really just isolates everything on that. And then you get like tons of 
extra benefits on top of that. Something like the Chase Business Unlimited credit card, like you get all of these extra benefits just Mm -hmm. because you're using your card in the way that you normally would. Absolutely. Everything from cash back to travel points that can be used towards your business conferences or the dollars value. I usually roll those back in. Those go towards our quarterly lunches that we have out. Yeah, we just recycle it back in, but it's all trackable. It's easy. It's manageable. You don't have 15 accounts that you need to manage. I love it. So simple. The idea behind productivity, honestly, at the end of the day is about like, what brain space do I not have to take up with right. <laughs> extra things that are not <laughs> worth it, right? Right, exactly. What actions can I do once? Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to think about them anymore because it's right. just all so easy. And that's just one such great example for that. You and I had talked a little bit about time management, and this goes a little against the grain, the productivity hack of self-care. And this doesn't immediately sound like a productivity hack, but I have a very strong belief system that it is. I want you to share about why taking care of yourself, self-care is something that you consider a productivity hack. Oh, self-care is important as an individual. It's also important to our team. I think self-care falls under our quarterly lunches. We get together. It's a time that we bond as a team. It's a break from work. We don't make it all about work. We have a training. We do that separate. But these are important things that we do. I journal every morning. If I don't, my headspace is all jumbled up to start my day. I need to clearly get it all out, set my intention for the day, and move forward with my brain fresh and ready to go. And if I don't do that, it doesn't start that way. Try to work in working out. That <laughs> it's always on the list. <laughs> you know, like there's yeah, no such yeah. thing called perfection in this whole That's thing. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> if we get a few days in, it's good. But those are all things that keep you fresh and clear in mind. And when you're mentally sharp, everything else runs smoother. I know that I'm less stressed if I make time to work out, or I journal, or I get some meditation in. Those are things that just they set me right. Yeah. Because work is busy. Life is busy. And if you don't block out those, those are just as important as all the other tasks you have to do for everybody else. And I would imagine taking the time for that self-care, and this could even translate into having dedicated times that are not business, like business is not allowed. Like some people I know are like, no business on the weekends, no business during certain hours of the nighttime because that's dedicated family time. I know from experience, and I would assume that you experience this too, is that the reason why it lends itself to productivity is because you then are refreshed to show Mm -hmm. up and you're able to put all of your intentional energy back into your business when you are ready to go, right? Right. And I don't check my email before eight in the morning. That used to be the first thing I did before my feet hit the floor. I was checking to see what was in my inbox. And then instead of focusing on getting my kids out the door and getting myself ready to start the day right, my brain was already racing about all the other things I had to do and everything else became scattered and unfocused. And it's like, there's never anything that's... It was that urgent. I would have received a text or a phone call on it that that just doesn't need to get in the way and get my brain started on it. It doesn't work well for me anyway. (laughs) So this whole conversation has been, I think, really real. Like these are like actual Mm -hmm. real practical things. And like, I love that you've given real life examples of how they've worked in your business. And I want to bring attention to the fact that the nature of your business is dealing with other people's priorities and other people's tasks. And there Mm -hmm. are a lot of other businesswomen out there who have intimate relationships with their clients and the value that they're providing is in taking care of their clients so well. 
from the vantage point of integrity in business, like how are you making sure that you being productive in your business and having the standards of how you run business or take care of yourself first and then the team and then the clients, all that stuff and the family and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you manage making sure that you are ultimately sharing the culture of how you work with your clients so that they know that they are priority to you and yet they can't come and see you at every second of the day. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I do. Yeah. I'm saying that because it has a lot to do with sort of this time management and how we... Because my goodness, any of us who deal with clients one-on-one, we can have our plans for the day. We can be as Mm -hmm. productive. We can say like, okay, this is our hard stop time. And then boom, all of a sudden life can happen with a client. A client needs something last minute or a child needs something last minute or something like that. So how do you deal with those moments where things have to shift? And I guess the separate question really is like, how do you create the culture so that there are boundaries to protect your productivity, to protect how you're working from the inside out. Sure. Well, when we start with our clients or we're talking to people about our services, we're very clear upfront that we are not a 24-7 concierge service. That's not what we do. We're a lifestyle management service for others, but we also are all trying to take care of ourselves and families too. That's important. It's the overall... The gift of what we give is also the gift that we live. It's time. It's sort of... If you don't set your boundaries and priorities, nobody else knows where theirs are. And I learned that the hard way in business. And now my clients know we have very scheduled times that we are dedicated to when we meet with them, whether it's once, twice a week, three times, whatever it is, but it's a block scheduled time. So they know that's dedicated to their needs and they appreciate that because they're all busy too. They don't yeah. want to have to be onesie, twosie things out to us. We're scheduled. They know we're going to get things done during that period of time. They also know that if it is an emergency and they need to reach out to us, we'll manage it that way. But when you tell people that, they understand and they're good with it. I may log into my email at 8 o'clock on Monday morning and it might be full of tasks. But if any of them were really urgent, our clients would have called us. We had a client who, 4th of July, I'm out with family and their wallet was stolen. And they needed assistance in making sure that all of their credit cards were shut down immediately. We had access because we house everything in one database. was able to call from where I was at the beach to my assistant who was able to access her computer. And we were able to shut down all of the client's credit cards in just a matter of minutes. And she knew she could reach out to us. That was an emergency situation. But you labeled that as such and basically trained. I'm I'm the big believer of like you train people how to treat you, right? So like... Mm -hmm. Absolutely, we could do that because that's what we're here for. And that's an emergency. And that's what this looks like, right? Right. And I think a lot of it is just not responding to things that aren't. In the beginning, I was really bad. If I got a message at eight or nine o'clock, I would respond at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. And that sort of made them think that I was available all the time. That was my own undoing. So when I started setting my own business boundaries, it works well for everybody. It works well for my team. It works well for our clients. Yep. We all know what the expectation is. And I would consider that as yet another productivity hack, which is being really respectful with your own time. Right. Lessons learned. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's so funny. Like I always think like all of these productivity hacks and the ways that we best manage our time... 99% of these that we actually implement is because we've learned it the hard way. (laughs) Oh, 100%, I would say. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, because otherwise you don't think you need it until you are backwards into it most of the time. 
Well, standing here all these years into your business, having come a long way from Mm -hmm. being the solopreneur who was doing this work one off for one client at a time to managing an agency who has Mm -hmm. the client managers who are working with your clients, who has the internal structure, who's taken on all these tools. This growth is the reason that you have been happy and also forced to create all of these ways to do business better and more productively. What do you see as the next steps for you? How you know that you need to make some tweaks or get a little bit better with how you're managing time, whether it's your client's time, your team's time, your time, so that you can really like step into this next evolution of your growth? Sure. I think that's bringing on our teams. And now that we have these tools like Asana and Essential Elements and QuickBooks, it means I don't have to do everything the process and the procedures work that we've created so that my assistant can do them or our concierge can do them. I don't have to be hands-on in all of those tasks. So it frees me up to move into other areas of the business, to be able to be out to market more, to network more, to connect more, to share more of what we do and not have to be the only one who can do these things. And without implementing systems and processes, that never happens. Because when if you house it all in your head, then you're the only one who can do it. And it's just detrimental to yourself, your well-being, and your business. Talk about self-care. Yeah. No joke. Systems are really about self-care. Ooh, that's so true. Because you yeah. extract yourself from the necessity of having to be yeah. there at every step of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You can delegate, you share, you entrust in your team, your business grows all the way around. I absolutely love that. Nicole, thank you so much for sharing very intimately about how you have taken a business from solopreneur to growing into a serious like watch out world agency who is doing some serious work for the clients that you guys obviously love working with. Me too. And I just thank you so much from the vantage point of like somebody who's in it, who's in the groove mm-hmm. of it. And again, I wanted to have you on because I know so much about your intimate journey. And I am so ridiculously proud having seen that journey and that evolution occur. And the systems of self-care and really growing that out, I have been witness to the fact that that's A, not always easy. No, it's <laughs> be, not. <laughs> be painful. It has been painful yeah. and so worth it. This is just such an example of like the wisdom that comes with walking through that gauntlet. Mm -hmm. This is intentional growth. And I'm going to implement all these ways to get better at my business, to be more productive in my business, to manage all of these things a lot better. And this is the consistent growth that happens that you can kind of take a step back and look at and be like, wow, wow. Yeah. And they are steps. They don't all come at once. No. Ever. Never. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I never take it for granted that you, a very busy and high performing woman entrepreneur, listens to the Biz Women Rock podcast. If you got any value out of today's show, if there were any aha moments that you had, I would so appreciate you turning around and sharing it with another woman entrepreneur who needs that aha as well. From me and the entire Biz Women Rock team, we'll see you on the next episode.